Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Sports Joe, my name is Jim Parsons here with Sports.com, and as always with Norman Quarantine. Norman, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no problem. We uh, <laughs> took ourselves a minute to get set up here. We're ready to go. We've got the audio working. Everything's ready, and there's lots of news to talk about. We're a week and a half-ish, maybe just two weeks away from the Royal Rumble. We've got uh, Mercedes Monet not showing up for AEW. We've got Cody Rhodes news that he revealed on Monday Night Raw, and of course, Front and center in all of this is the continued drama surrounding Vince McMahon, the WWE, changing bylaws, people leaving the company, talent being worried about what comes next, meetings left, right, and center. All of that is happening this week. So we're going to talk about a lot of that. Uh, this will be kind of a news rundown show. Where do you want to start? I'm going to let you pick. Um, well, let's start with Cody, I guess. How about that? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, Monday night, he revealed in what I think was what, part three? of the video series that they've been showing on Monday Night Raw, kind of showing his comeback and his story and the injury and rehashing all of that. It's sort of gearing us up and setting up the stage for his announcement this past Monday that he will be one of the 30 men entered into the Royal Rumble uh, a week and a half uh, from now, Saturday, not this, but next. Uh, Big news. So Cody Rhodes is in the Royal Rumble and probably is immediately now the favorite to win the thing. Do you agree with that? Is he probably the most likely winner of all of this? Or do you think something else is coming here? Yeah, I think um, a lot of us were sort of calling that the moment he he had to step away to recover from his injury, right? I think we the timeline matched up the timeline that he'd gotten from recovery recovery timeline that he'd been got he'd gotten from the doctors. It kind of matched up with where the Royal Rumble was. And I think a lot of us were kind of predicting that, yeah, he's, he'll probably come back. You know, the the, the rate that he was being pushed at prior to being injured it you know seemed kind of 
inevitable that he was going to... I mean, he probably would have ended up winning it anyway, um, regardless of of getting injured or not. Um, Yeah, I think he is one of the favourites, you know, but you never know what could happen now that... uh, you know, and we'll talk about this later, but there's some, um, you know, some stuff going on behind the scenes and you never know what could happen. Uh, that it, it sort of seems like, you know, um, the creative department may once again be at the whims of a uh, a geriatric madman. So uh, <laughs> well, um, let's let's hope they've got, they're not going there. There's talk and concern, I suppose, of mm. that. OK, let me ask you this when it comes to Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to write this, you know, the whole Cinderella story in professional wrestling, right? Shawn Michaels had it. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan had it. Now Bryan Danielson. Uh, these all, all of these people, they go through these trials and tribulations, typically winning the Royal Rumble and then moving mm-hmm. on to WrestleMania to be in the main event and win the world title. Now, this is a little different. It does certainly tell the dream story of Cody Rhodes coming back from an injury, getting in the Rumble, winning the Rumble, moving on to WrestleMania, being in the main event of WrestleMania. The whole question about the title, though, is a whole other thing because Roman Reigns has both of them. And Mm -hmm. we don't know if Cody Rhodes is even going to be in the top three when it comes to consideration as opponents for Roman Reigns. We've got The Rock probably first. We've got... You know, mate, I don't think John Cena, but you never know. There's other people that could potentially be in the mix here. Is Cody Rhodes the shoe in? Like, would you remove one of these titles from Roman Reigns or try to figure out how to do that? Would you just shove Cody Rhodes in there and call that your main event of WrestleMania? Like, what would you do here? How do you get around the whole nobody can take these titles off of Roman mm. Reigns? Well, in Cody, they have, and we saw, I think, you know, if you're someone who watched uh watches you know watched cody's work in in aw it was quite uh amazing to watch how he to watch him just appear in wwe and suddenly be this this baby face that he i think w- wanted to be in aw and it for whatever reason it ju- i mean there's a multitude of reasons and i think we've probably talked about them before but he the stuff the stuff that the cody stuff that didn't work on aew uh, and kind of met, had the crowd turning on him, but prior to him departing AEW, really, really clicked with WWE. There was also the, you know, the um, just kind of change of scenery, truly like revitalized him. Um, they presented him in, as a really, really big deal. That that WrestleMania entrance was huge, you know. The, then he got the win after a great match. Then had a really a run of great matches with with Seth Rollins, who was you know WWE's measuring stick. Um, and so they've got this natural white meat baby face and who I think this is what this was Cody's destiny for a long time. Right. I think he's always he's always wanted to be this throwback top of the card uh, baby face in a way. And it's sort of, you know, a combination of of Dusty and, you know, a couple of, you know, a couple of other, uh, you know, legendary WWE champions. Um Obviously, Dusty wasn't champion, but you know what I mean. Um, he, yeah. So I mean, he. I think I can. I can see that. I can see it happening. I think you could. There's. I think a little bit. A little bit of. I don't think there's a lot of heavy lifting to be done in terms of booking because I think it writes itself, and I think Cody is doing like a lot. Has has like put in enough work. Um, they've done a good job, kind of reminding everyone of his existence and letting you know that. I mean, even just by announcing that he's going to be in the Rumble, I think was very interesting because they could have easily just had Cody disappear, 
go get surgery, not mention him on TV, and then ha- have him come back as a surprise at the Rumble, you know, like John Cena in the Garden or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, I could see Cody Cody winning the winning one or both of those titles at WrestleMania. Especially, I think if you're looking long term, you want someone that you can um, to you want someone you can trust to carry the company and and perform multiple times a week uh, on you know house shows and TV shows. And I think Cody is that guy more so than more so than certainly more than The Rock, more than John Cena. More than um, more than even I think Roman Reigns, you know, I think Roman Reigns probably wants a vacation, uh, deserves one for sure, and yeah, I certainly think Cody is the guy, and I I I just really hope they don't drop the ball. Yeah, I for me, if The Rock is able to go, I get the story, I get the draw, I understand mm-hmm. his value, and mm-hmm. you've got who's the head of the table. That's the that's the storyline, right? Who's really the head of the table here? With yeah. Cody, you've got a legitimate argument that his legacy and family is as important as the bloodline is. And they are making a very, very big deal, especially this coming Monday for the raw 30th anniversary show, which by the way, is named raw triple X, which is uh, opens up all sorts of questions as to why they mm. would do that. But, uh, era, baby. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, they, I think you can have Cody stand in the middle of the ring with Roman reigns and have them argue over their family, family legacy. And who wants this more? Right. Yeah, like, definitely. I could see that. Absolutely. Yeah. So if the rock can't go, I would go with Cody Rhodes all day long. And I almost would be at the point where I would say to the rock, look, I need to know what you're doing here by the Royal rumble. You know, mm-hmm. like if you're in cool, we're running with you. If you're not, we need to know now so we could push Cody Rhodes and have him be the main event. Cause what I wouldn't do is have R- Roman reigns, which is some, there's some talk about this wrestling twice. I wouldn't mm. put him on night one and I wouldn't put him on night two and try to run two storylines at the same time. Right. We have talked about this in past episodes. I just wouldn't do that. Like I don't, yeah. I think it's too much. It's you you're wasting and you're mm-hmm. not getting the meat out of each one of those narratives. I think you mm. just need to go with one mm-hmm. and figure out which one it is you're going with. And Cody makes a lot of sense to me. I, I really like it. And the whole story of, you know, as predictable as it would be, if you did it this way, having mm-hmm. him come into the Rumble, win the Rumble, go to main event, WrestleMania, and win, everybody sees it coming. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Doesn't yeah. matter. Like, it's it's the story. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think they should have Roman wrestle both nights. I think they. I think a smart thing to do would be to have have a big title match on the Sunday. Actually, I don't really know. I, doesn't, I guess it doesn't really matter. But one of those nights, the main event should be sort of a fun marquee match in the in the vein of the uh kevin owens stone cold match you know right. something like that um I, I think they have some options there um uh, why not put why why not have like a tag match a tag team championship match on on as a main event on on one night you know i think making having wrestlemania on two nights you've got a lot of options and a lot of room for 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 experimentation that i think um they'd be silly not to to capitalize on that yeah i think too tight i also don't think they should split those titles up now i think just just i i i'm sure they will um especially if you know vince mcmahon is is gonna start um uh you know bossing everyone around again um you know i think they probably will end up splitting those titles again, but I don't think they should. I think they should just keep them as, as one. I think having two titles, I've never been a fan of the two title thing, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I don't have an issue if you only have one belt, like I don't necessarily Mm. believe that you need to have one for raw and one for SmackDown. I like what it has done for the United States championship, which, you know, you talk about another main event on night. If you have seen it in theory as a main event or a, a match, 
that could be a main event like that. Absolutely. If seen as a go could be one for me. Austin's been working out like crazy. There's talk that he might come back again for WrestleMania. I mean, it's in LA. There's just so many things that WWE could pull together here that you have it. I I'm with you. I don't know that you necessarily need a title for each brand, but you do need a heavyweight champion who is around, right? Roman Reigns in his defense is around enough. He's not around Brock Lesnar around. He's not around Undertaker around. But he is running up, but he's he's going more and more into not being there every other week. Mm-hmm. So you kind of want somebody uh, to hold that title who will represent WWE yeah. on a regular basis. And whether it's Vince McMahon, which was where we'll go next, or Triple H, I think both people agree that Cody Rhodes, this is his time, right? Yeah. This is, and Vince liked Cody and Vince brought Cody in from AEW, whether it was because he wanted to say he scooped somebody from AEW or because he believes Cody Rhodes, this is his time. I don't know. But I think both people, depending on who's calling the shots here, would be behind this. Now, talking about Vince McMahon, the news seems to change every day, right? We've got Vince McMahon working his way back onto the board, executives leaving. He's coming with uh, two of his people. And now he's rewriting bylaws, apparently, so that he has full and total say over everything that he does. Now, on the surface, that's the meteorite negotiations. That's the possible sale of WWE. But it's also potentially hiring and firing, creative control, everything else that he might want to just say, you know what, I'm going to do this. And he kind of already could because he had the 81% voting stock. Uh, But it's now like official in the bylaws, which Mm -hmm. he's being sued over. We talked about that in the past. I don't think that's going to change anything. But what do you think it means that all these slight, subtle, maybe not so subtle changes are happening almost on a daily basis here. Mm-hmm. People are leaving. Vince is rewriting rules. It seems like he wants to maybe put himself on TV is some of the talk we're hearing. Like, it's it's all over the map here. Yeah. It's just more and more that Vince McMahon's coming in, and we're going to see Vince McMahon running things eventually again. Right. It feels like a, um, you know, it feels like the way a, uh, <laughs> you know, uh uh, a dictator slowly starts to um, seize power <laughs> and, and become t- turn a, a you know a democratic nation into sort of a totalitarian regime. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Vince probably um, probably idolizes Napoleon and is uh, maybe trying to <laughs> trying to copy some of that. Um, a little bit some maybe. of the, some of those vibes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just kind of you know. I mean, look at the end of the day, he's the controlling. He has that. He has the majority of the shares. It is still his. It's a publicly traded company, but he still has all. You know, he's he. You know, he has all. He has the, all the cards basically. So whatever he wants to do, um, he he can do it. And I don't think there's a lot that can be done to stop him from doing that. Um. Uh. I I don't think it's, you know, smart for him, and I don't think it's very good for for WWE. Uh. Ultimately. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious where this is heading, right? I think he's, I think he'll probably be back on TV soon in some capacity. I don't think he's going to be on there regularly, but I, I would be very surprised if he doesn't appear on TV. I don't think he, I, I don't think he thinks that he's done anything wrong. Um, I think he's going to use the company as a way to, um, to kind of garner support for, for, you know, just whatever. Um, and yeah, I think he just missed. I think those that that time on the sidelines drove him crazy because he's a madman who's addicted to. He doesn't need. He's you know he's he's almost how old is he? Almost eighty. He's yeah. got he's got more money than anyone could ever need in their entire lifetime. 
um and the fact that he still wants to show up and and work 12 hours a day on the road constantly is you know i think just you know signals to me (laughs) that what everyone already knows which is that he's just an absolute maniac and uh i think probably felt slighted and embarrassed by how things went down and is trying to save face and is you know kind of i'm sure there's some they they're not going to take my company they can pry it for my cold dead hands uh energy going on to um yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's necessarily good i'm i'm hoping that i'm hoping i'm wrong i'm hoping that he does kind of do all this stuff and then ultimately just takes a step back and is like you know just kind of uh peacocking or whatever but you know yeah um we'll see won't we yeah it's ironic you use the words peacocking uh, when yeah there we go yeah WWE network on peacock uh, yeah it's it's interesting i i get the sense like a lot of people are like oh he's doing this just because he wants to to sell and make all the money or no money or whatever i really believe that he probably doesn't know what to do with himself you know mm. like he's worked so many hours for so many years and just like insane hours from what people have talked about in knowing Vince McMahon and that he takes calls at 4 a.m. and then he gets up at 5 a.m. to work out like that he probably is going stir crazy and he just needs to be involved in some way shape or form and you're probably right there's probably a huge element of like if I can't have it nobody can um, Mm -hmm. kind of thing going on here I just can't imagine I hope that he does believe that in his own mind, he is doing what is best for WWE in terms of trying to get the best deal on television, trying to sell it for the most amount of money. If he does choose to do that, like I, I think he probably has that, you know, unabashed confidence in himself. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. To pull this off. I don't mm. think he's trying to necessarily screw anybody, but I do think he wants to have all the power and all the say and, and, and that kind of stuff. It's it's pretty crazy. Like how quickly all this has come together and how fast things have changed. Like triple H has not even had the, the company control six months, Yeah, you know, like he's really not even had an opportunity to sort of find his, I don't know if you want to say second win, but really get into a rhythm and find his groove. Right. He's done some really good things. He's hit, he's missed on a couple others, but Mm-hmm. You know, he just hasn't had an opportunity to really sink his teeth into it. And it would be a shame if he never got that chance. Yeah. Like if we never really got to see what the full true WWE looks like under Triple H a good year in. I knew a WrestleMania build card, all that stuff. Like it would be a real shame if we never, ever got to see that. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, he never really got he had he had some time. I don't think it was. 
enough time to i mean look he was also trying to sort of undo a lot of he was trying to undo decades of of mostly bad booking right and probably trying to do that in a way that didn't make it look like he was disrespecting his his father-in-law um so I, I think I think it, had he been given a couple of years, I think we would have m- maybe started to see some more obvious and and apparent uh, creative uh, changes. Which I don't think. I think ultimately, I think if you if you just kind of look at it on the surface, I don't think there. I don't think you can point to that many things that he did differently. But yeah, like like we say, he didn't really have that much time to to get the wheels in motion. I think yeah, he did um, elevate the mid card titles a little bit better. Um, and obviously he brought back some of his 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 uh, NXT darlings i think most of whom have been pretty uh, underwhelming um but yeah i don't know it what it's a shame so hopefully yeah hopefully we're we're a little bit off off base but yeah my my um instinct um not just mine but i think a lot of people can see the writing on the wall in terms of what vince is doing yeah, it's hard not to like when when it changes as often and there's always something new almost every day, like literally almost every day. There's a new piece of information that Vince McMahon has done something or said something or someone has left like the two v- VPs of communication both left WWE today. Right. Mm, as we yeah. record this, like there's always something. There's a big piece of news coming out of WWE when it comes to Vince McMahon. And it's just like if you look at this in a week from now, who knows what we're talking about? Right. Like that's that's the crazy thing about all this is just so so nutty. I have to ask you, um, I don't know if I asked you on the last show, but we talked since then. How was did you end up getting a dynamite? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Good stuff. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. Good show. I don't know how how it looked on TV, but it was a lot of fun. I think there was um, it wasn't a perfect show. It wasn't like the best dynamite show, but it was certainly very enjoyable. And then obviously Rampage was uh, pretty crazy, too. And the yeah, I think there's this, th- that. um so this was we're talking about uh we're talking about last uh the the well last week at the time of recording yeah, the best of seven final uh right so the... it would have been the january 11th edition yes. of dynamite yeah, yeah as we record this on the on tuesday the 17th um yeah and then there was you know i think it sagged a little bit uh in the middle with the kind of with the um jericho promo the jas promo oh, that was god awful yeah and the ricky starks and andretti thing which honestly didn't do either of those guys any favors um which is really a shame because i think both of them you know andretti's coming off of a huge a huge one two three kid style victory over jericho and uh and then ricky starks they are trying to build him and but his i don't know i lo- i really really i'm a big fan of ricky starks like i i, I think he's great um I think they, and I think he is good on the mic, but I think they give it, I think they give him the mic, you know, when someone can be like good on the mic, but if you just constantly have them on the mic, then they're not always going to be good on the mic, right? Because you're giving them more opportunities to mess up. Yeah. And that promo, I don't think was super, uh, that wasn't, that wasn't Starks' best work by any stretch. His promo of MJF a couple of weeks prior to that was, was absolutely brilliant. But yeah, this JAS uh, uh, Starks thing was a little bit, um, yeah a bit saggy and yeah not you know yeah not very good (laughs) yeah that's that's the the major downfall from the show as i've been reading and my perception of watching it on television that seems to be the the heaviest critique from that Mm -hmm. episode the Mm -hmm. other one was that mercedes money did not show up a lot of people built themselves up and convinced themselves that she was going to be there even though AEW did say tony storm was her partner 
uh, mm-hmm. the week prior, and they did not swerve anybody with that. Now there's a whole no. uh, Sheeta storyline thing that is somewhat of a swerve in the in the making here, but right. um, that is the other major letdown. Besides that, it sounds like the show was really quite good. I mean, the in ring action was unreal. Yeah. Um, the the big consensus that you mentioned it last week was that the best of seven final would have it was really good. Would have been better received had we not seen this six times before. But mm-hmm. um, was very very good. Uh, the De- Brian Danielson match was incredible. Mm-hmm. There, the opening bout between Hangman Page and Moxley with Page picking up the win here was good. Uh, very physical. What was the story with the Moxley thing? Do you get yeah. a, a sense of what happened there with that? Like, is that a work shoot sort yeah, of? Yeah, that's a, like what is yeah, going on there. Yeah, I'm pretty. Sure, I, that's a work. I think they're just going for like a concussion. I mean, but it's kind of shaky ground there. I, I yeah, think, I was not concussion I wasn't stuff. Real fond of that. No, like it, I think it's a bit. I thought it was in poor taste, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I guess it's because Mox. Uh, it was Mox who, you know, I don't want to say caused uh, Hangman's concussion, but it was it was it happened during a match with with Mox. Um, so yeah, I guess they're trying to do some sort of like one for you, one for me, uh, angle. Um, we'll see where it goes, but yeah, I'm not. I don't really like the um worked concussion uh angles uh myself but well and not only that but he was in the ring almost like he was having a seizure and it was yeah. a very strange decision you know to yeah. kind of go that way and 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 fake that sort of thing if that's what's going on here like i mm-hmm. they were talking about maybe they broke his nose on tv like there was all sorts of stuff i watched it back a couple of times it didn't sound like or look like he got hit in the nose it just looked like he took a heavy clothesline and then he was doing that whole thing. I just wasn't sure why they would do that. I know they're probably writing him off TV. He needs a break for a little bit. Um, but I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah, the match was brilliant, though. And I think Hangman is um, getting back in his stride. I think he... I mean, obviously, the concussion didn't help. But, I mean, even before that, I think he'd lost a little bit of momentum. Um, and I was... I think I was I was starting to find his promo... I. I love hangman page and i love his promos in general but i think prior to him uh you know taking some time off i was starting to get a little bit bored of the of his promos and then yeah and i think now he's he's back in back in the saddle as it were um and yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what he does next all right so let's talk before we wind things up here let's talk a few um little news items i have to get your take on some of these things what do you make of the Sheamus and Drew McIntyre tag team, the Banger Bros, which, of course, is the goofiest name, and WWE well knows that it's a goofy name and sort of sounds dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the alignment of Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. My preference would be to just put Drew McIntyre in the Brawling Brutes and have mm-hmm. it be a group of four and a faction instead of a tag team, because now what do you do with uh, Butch? and uh rich holland like mm-hmm. i'm now are they just sort of left to the side and forgotten yeah. about like mm-hmm. i don't love that i do like the pairing of seamus and dragon it makes a lot of sense but what right. you think of the whole thing there yeah i mean the name thing is interesting i think that's i think it's you know could end up being one of those things where it just sounds stupid and we hate it but then eventually it will grow on us i remember not liking the bar when i first heard it obviously that wasn't quite as um as uh all all matron as uh as the banger bros but um yeah i mean I, I do like the pairing obviously they have a lot of history um yeah you are right about the brawling brutes situation i think having a team that's you know all you know in uh two english guys a scottish guy and an irish guy is uh is pretty fun um 
might have to throw in a Welsh guy and a, and a Northern Irish guy at some point. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, the, yeah, the name the name is silly, but I'm sure it will grow on us if it lasts that long. Um, I mean, they do they do they have had a lot of bangers, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get what they're doing, and if they could play off of it and make it work, it could work. You know, it could be mm. something very interesting that fans really get behind. All right, uh, next one up, uh, Mandy Rose. She's gone on national television, talked about uh, how she felt being released by WWE. There is news that she has not spoken with Triple H since then, but she has also commented that she would remove the questionable content off of her third-party fan time site if WWE would consider hiring her back. She did not say that she would remove her third-party fan time account because why would you do that when you're making over a million dollars in a month? Mm. Um, What do you make of her comment? Now, this also comes on the heels, by the way, that Lana had said that she would get rid of all of her third-party revenue streams if WWE would consider bringing her back. Mm. So it's a very interesting two women looking at very different takes on this. One says, well, I'll get rid of the stuff you don't like. And by the way, she mentioned and admitted that this was not the first time WWE had told her to remove some stuff. Um, the other two or whatever time she did. And this time, I guess she just didn't ask and put something up there that got her in trouble. Mm. But she says she's willing to come back uh, as long as that's all she's asked to do is remove the questionable content. Mm. Lana wants to come back and she would get rid of her third party stuff. I'm assuming she's making better money than she would ever make at WWE. Mm. What are your thoughts on those two? Um, yeah, the Mandy Rose situation is interesting because um, it sounds like there was very little in the way of communication there. Um, so I don't know, maybe there was something else going on. Maybe they were just looking to cut some corners and, and they had an excuse to let her go or something like that. Um, I will say, you know, she, she went back to NXT. She's been with the, she, she was with the company for a long time. And I, I, I think that she has some uh, merit, but I, I overall, I, I'm not, I've never really been a fan of her ring work. Uh, and I don't think she really improved that much over the last few years. And I think, ultimately sending her to nxt i think uh, you know people love people are big fans of toxic attraction but i think that um having mandy as the the sort of top card female wrestler down it down in nxt was kind of a waste of a kind of a waste honestly i think there was uh you know it's kind of supposed to be the uh you know the the developmental system where they and i i think she was i think they were a younger more exciting potential rookies that um that should have been in that spot instead honestly um but yeah i mean you know if yeah she's willing to if they if they have their if wwe has its own rules and they they say to her you know you can come back if you get rid of this and she wants to do that then i guess i mean i guess it's good that there's not as that she's not she's not um feeling any sort of resentment there you know mm-hmm. um then the lana situation i mean yeah like if she if you know, I think if they were interested in having her back, she probably would be. Um, it's interesting that she hasn't shown up in AEW yet, where her husband is currently employed. Um, That's I don't... a whole other story, too. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, I think she's a great... I think Lana's a, a, an entertaining um, like sort of valet manager mouthpiece on-screen thing. I don't think she really needs to wrestle. But, um, yeah, I mean, if she goes to WWE, I don't know what she, what she would do, you know? Um, so, yeah. Okay, so my final question for you is on Roth, the 30th anniversary show. There is a number of legends that have now been confirmed for this show. Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, uh, Teddy Long, Jerry Lawler, Ric Flair, The Bellas. Lots of names going to show up for this thing. 
do you assume that this is all going to be a very gimmicky kind of not so funny at times show where everything happens backstage? Or do you expect that somebody, a returning legend of some kind might actually, you know, stick around, could be in the Royal Rumble. What do you expect from this show next week? Which by the way, WWE barely built up Mm. and promoted until this past Monday on raw. Yeah. I'm expecting a goofy show kind of, we've seen it before when they do these sort of celebratory shows. Right. Um, So yeah, I'm expecting something silly and kind of goofy and, Maybe some, maybe a few actual um, meaningful narrative developments. Um, but yeah, and I, I just hope they don't do the thing where they have where they have the, these legends bury the the young up and coming dudes or whatever. I know some of I know a lot. There's like it's a rite of passage to uh, you know to to get slapped by Ric Flair or whatever, um, or you know get get a leg drop from hogan if he can even do those anymore um yeah but yeah I, I'm, I'm sure it'll be it'll be fun um i bet i mean look nothing's funny for three hours is it let's be real <laughs> yeah yeah so. everybody's sitting around a baron car a baron corbin poker game right right yeah 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 it'll be interesting i the one thing if i'm gonna make a not so bold or potentially bold out of the box prediction i think xbox uh does something i think xbox in the rumble that'd, that'd be cool yeah I think he wants to be. I think he's in good enough shape. He might be the only one coming back who could pull it off. He's a buddy of Triple H. Mm-hmm. I could see that. that. I mean, he was working to. Well, he did. He did return to the ring. He and, and had a couple of GCW matches with, and was just beginning beginning that feud with Janela. That was actually like kind of exciting and and started off quite uh, well. And then he got he got injured sadly. So yeah, I mean, the timing seems to be working. I I, I yeah, if that 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 does that, I could see that. It makes sense. Yeah. The, other than that, I don't know who would do what. I can't even imagine, uh, unless there's some names that are going to show up that have not been promoted. Like Tatanka went on social media and said he was invited, but he's not coming because he's got something with his son going on in the same time. So mm. there are other legends who have been invited to this thing who I'm assuming will show up that we won't hear about. Um, but yeah, well, we know we know that um, I'm sure Rikishi and uh, you know some the Wild Samoans and all them are going to be there too, right? The bloodline. That's what we've yeah. Roman Reigns apparently said the entire bloodline will be there. So mm-hmm. does that tease something about The Rock? I don't know. I don't mm. expect it to. Uh, but that's the the connection people will probably make if mm-hmm. uh, there's a promotion. But if that were the case, you would think WWE would have pushed that way more uh, than they have. They really haven't promoted the show at all. So it's it's an interesting choice not to let people know about it. Anyway, uh, Norman, thank you. We're going to cover uh, our next show will be all about the Royal Rumble and our prediction show and getting into that and what's going to happen. We'll run through the card and talk about everything else. For everybody else, check out thesports.com. All the news and rumors reports are on there. Our articles, our features about what's going on in professional wrestling is all on thesports.com. Norman, thank you. Everybody else, have a fantastic one, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. 
This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.